doubting me gon' praise me. Yeah. Homies that had love for me gon' hate me. That I felt, can't wait to see yeah. This what happens when you're so amazing I can a nigga wavy Hell yeah, I'm wavy Always real in the face Little fake, I've been faced with that hate So much sauce on this face Hey, how's everyone doing today? Welcome to the show, Self Shoots the Shit I got a couple great guests with me today. Uh, first up, I have Mr. James View. How's it going, James? I'm good. I'm good. You good? And I brought with me Miss uh, Randy Young. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Had a rough weekend, but I'm maintaining. Yeah. <clears throat> so I want to talk about the military a little bit today. Um, for most people, media is our only exposure to things that we don't really know that much about. Like we don't have firsthand experience with something. All we have is what we see on TV, what we hear in the news and whatnot. And I wanted to, you know, get a little bit of clarification on people's experiences in the military. So I want to start with um, what made you guys join the military in the first place? I'll, uh, I'll start with you, Randy. Okay, so for me, I come from a family with a lot of military members. Like, my father was in Vietnam, my stepfather, Vietnam. My uncle actually died in Vietnam, so I never met him. And um, my stepmother's a retired lieutenant colonel from the Army. So it was like I knew about the lifestyle, but I wanted to go to college first and try commissioning to become an officer. But... um it just did work out. Like when I went to college, I lacked the motivation to, you know, to go to class. Um, I just wasn't focused on getting, getting the degree. So I eventually just dropped out and went to the air force. What about you, James? Yo, it's almost exactly the same thing. My dad was in the Navy. My grandpa was in the Navy. My uh, uncles was in the Army, got uncles and cousins in the Air Force, Marines. Like, it's just a military family. But I was the one that wanted to be different, so I went to college. And as you can attest, I was never in class. I was at at T-Rex playing basketball. (laughs) You know, I ended up dropping out, and I had a decent – I wouldn't say a career, but like, you know, I was working at pools all over the city. I was an assistant director at a YMCA and then they closed the YMCA. Mm. So I ended up like starting at the bottom. I was like a head lifeguard with like 16 year olds. Yeah. So I walked across the street to the recruiter. Cause like I got a cousin that's like a D one track athlete with like, like championship rings. Like I got one of them on my counter. She had so many. And, like, she's looking up to me, and I'm like, yo, I got to do something that's actually worth you looking up to. Yeah. So do you guys consider joining the military as a a viable career option, particularly for people of color? That's um, a tough one. So for the Air Force, I would definitely say it is designed for white males. Mm -hmm. Um. I've experienced, um, I I won't say like direct racism, like being called 
names or you know i haven't been any in any racial situations but i know it's like the good old boys club where they promote whites um they can do minimal minimal amount of work and they get praised for it but for some reason blacks are expected to work harder yeah um also like now as a supervisor as an nco like i'm i'm in charge and i could tell that some men don't like a woman being in charge of them for one and then also a black woman and then they expect me to be attitudinal yeah. they 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 think i'm gonna have that quote-unquote black angry black woman attitude which is not me um and it seems like sometimes people try to push you to see if that will be you but i'm always professional but i will say it's it's not a i feel like it's just like corporate america mm-hmm. you know you're going to experience being outside of your group but um you just have to keep pushing and and do what you got to do yo that's like that's all true actually I do a lot of mentoring with like the younger students because the school that I trained at is here. And so I go to try to tell them about the experiences I have. And they actually point out to me, they say, you treat the black students differently. And I'm like, of course I do. I don't even deny it. I'm like, because when they get out of here, they're going to get treated differently. Mm-hmm. So, like she said, like she said, she's never experienced like direct racism. Like, since I've been here, like, I've dealt with it constantly. Like, I'm talking, like, I will go and complain about something and, like, yo, are you going to do something about this? And they're like, oh, no, it doesn't matter. But then two days later, I get written up for the same thing. Mm. And I'm just like, what? And then she spoke to um, something that happens to me daily, but – you say you keep it professional when people are like constantly pushing you like you better than me because (laughs) (laughs) I like I'm calm up to a point but then I'll pop off like I'll let them know in a heartbeat look you just tried the wrong one because I I know you're doing this in this office setting because you think you're going to get away with it but I want to let you know that this is not going to continue to happen and you get that angry black man you know label like it's inevitable and I just accepted that I had it so I was like I mean I'm gonna own it mm-hmm. so you guys um, do a good bit of traveling do you have any places in particular that you really enjoy going to well for me I was overseas for the beginning and I loved everywhere Turkey I love the history in Turkey um, with Christianity, Islam, um, it was beautiful, and I hate what's going on now in Turkey because I can't even go visit Turkey. Military members can't go just on vacation. Oh, excuse me, Japan and Korea. Um, I don't have a favorite out of the two, but the culture it just was great being over there. I miss Japan. I, I definitely want to go back. Korea was too much partying. Which sounds crazy, but like, I like gains. I know I gained like 15 pounds because I was eating all this good food, the Korean barbecue, bulgogi, and drinking soju all the time. But it was a really good experience. I would say Korea, I was there for four months. That was like the best time of my career. I had a good job, um, good people, just a whole, like, a good time. I can't complain about it. 
now Japan, Turkey, New Jersey now. I have a lot I can say. Like, oh, it's been a struggle, you know, this this way and that way. But um, the overseas adventures were – they were really good. Man, Air Force just got it made. What else the <laughs> you were stationed there? Yes. Man, see, I spend my time on the ship when I'm out. Like, we're stopping Bahrain, you know, Italy, Dubai, maybe France, come back. So, like, me, like, right now, like, Italy was cool and all. You you, you think, like, oh, my God, it's going to be so romantic and everything. And then you see gutter urinals. You're like. You see what? <laughs> a gutter urinal, like, literally, like, the gutters of the streets. Like, you could tell people just use the bathroom and all. Oh. Yeah. Bahrain was straight, but, you know, 140 degrees in the summer. And it's, like, very Americanized. Like, you have to go to, like, the slums to get, like, the true experience. Mm. So, like, I don't know. I feel like my best experiences so far have been within the state. Because, yeah. like, I got sent to the Oscars. I went to the Super Bowl. Um, I did the All-Star game and things like that. So, like, I just did a piece on the Baltimore Ravens, um, and then I'm supposed to be going to Pittsburgh soon to um, interview member, players of the Steelers. So, I mean... Oh, I yeah, that's dope. It's, <laughs> it's crazy because it's like, to me, I'm like, okay, I'm almost over this. <laughs> like, I just want to go on a ship and, like, you know, do some work. Like, I'm done with the camera. <laughs> uh, that's what's up, man. That's what's up. So I have obviously zero experience with the military, but I've seen plenty of movies that have the military depicted in it. And obviously those are 100% accurate. They've been thoroughly researched and everything. So I was watching um, Aliens 2, and near the beginning, the guy has this little spiel. He's like, a day in the Marine Corps is like a day on the farm. Every meal is a banquet, every paycheck of fortune, every formation of parade. I love the Corps. So I want to know, like, how was your, um, like, your drill sergeants when you guys had to do, like, the boot camp and everything? <laughs> Yo, like, so I'll tell you right now, like, that quote right there is probably 100% accurate for Marines. Uh-huh. <laughs> they got to drink the Kool-Aid, you know, like, to survive that boot camp, like, you can't have do anything. Like, you just won't make it. For the Navy, like... I'm not, it's not that hard. It's more, it's more mentally tough because you just sleepy all the time. They do not let you sleep, yo. Mm-hmm. Like, my first night, I think I got four hours of sleep. And that's after the initial day where they keep you up for 24 hours straight. Mm. And then when I finally got to sleep, I had the first and the last one. <laughs> so, but, like, overall, though, it's literally just do what you told. And that's where, you know, you asked if, like, black people could, or even brown people would have trouble in the military. Mm-hmm. That's where we struggle because it's like you got somebody in your face literally telling you what to do, and we naturally react. You can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> like, you just got to suck it up. Like, yo, this person's going to be yelling at you for the next eight weeks, you know, yeah. or go home and be broke. Mm-hmm. What was boot camp like for you, Randy? Um, I would say it was not what I expected. Um, because 
I went, the Air Force had a big sex, sexual assault scandal back in 2012, and that's when I went. So everybody's scared to do too much because they didn't want to get in trouble and lose their career, you know, the drill sergeants. But what I will say, going to the black people thing, so I got pulled over, I not pulled over, but stopped by like an E7 when I'm brand new to basic training, like my first week. And he was like, look, I, all the black people, I tell y'all from the beginning, y'all got to lose the attitude or you're not going to make it. And he was like, he said, you speak well. He said, you don't, you don't let your attitude come out of your mouth. But he said, your nonverbals show it all. And so I took that piece of advice and I have kept it with me through my career because I know I can look very nonchalant, like, look, I don't care what you're talking about right now. Like, my body language does give away attitude. So I just remembered that. But it was fun. It actually became fun. But I think that's because I had already been away from home for, like, seven years already. So, like, the 18, 19-year-olds, they were crying, you know, because some of them had never been on a plane. You know, some of them had never even been out of their mom's house. But so I, I kind of like was like empathizing with them, but like it was cool. Like, and he's right about keeping you up. Like, as soon as nine o'clock hit, I was ready to go to bed. Like, I would try to sneak and go to bed at eight thirty if I could. Like, I wanted all the sleep I could get because they keep you up all day, going to classes, going to shoot, PT. But it was, it was overall, it was fun. And sometimes we joking, like say I'll go back. <laughs> I'm tripping at y'all. You have to go to bed at nine. Uh, taps for us is ten, yo. Yeah, it was nine. <laughs> nope, it's ten o'clock for us, and I was in charge of the watch. That's what's crazy. The first night I had both watch, and I was in charge of watch. So, like, if the watch messed up, they came and woke me up. <laughs> That's because you were in charge of it. And speaking of watch, well, we have been like we caught. Uh, entry control duty. I didn't know that that was a thing in basic until I got there. So they was like, who wants the 2 a.m. to 3.30 shift? I'm like, what? I was like, I got to break my sleep for this. <laughs> so uh, that was another struggle when I would have it at like 3.30 going into like 5 o'clock because they broke my sleep and then we had to go run and you know, just start the day, cut into my sleep, but so I don't, I don't miss up that part. I don't miss being sleepy like that at all. Don't you feel like your recruiter like left stuff out? Like I was older than my recruiter. <laughs> uh, I guess you just figured you'll be all right. Like you smart, you went to school and everything, and like because I went what I went to boot camp in September of 2012, and like hell, after I've been out of school for like what? Six years or something? Six, seven years? So she just assumed, like, no, nah, you good. You didn't experience life. I'm like, yo, this is a different type of life. <laughs> yes. I went the same time. That's cool. So I went September 2012 to basic. What, what, uh, what day, you know? I was 18. Oh, uh, mine was the 25th. <laughs> yeah, I know it was 18 because it's the Air Force's birthday. Wow. I actually know that because I just did an Air Force video. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, they, my recruiter did leave out a lot of things. Um, he was like, "Oh, all you gonna do is just march all day um, to get ready for the parade." And I was just like, "What? What is this stuff? We gotta do like this test and yeah." 
it was crazy, but it was it was fun overall. I'm not gonna lie, I had fun in basic. So I saw um the movie Universal Soldier, right? And in it, John Claude Van Damme spying Dolph Lundgren. Uh, both of them die during Vietnam War, but then they get reanimated with like cybernetic parts and everything. So if I join the military and I get killed in combat, are they going to bring me back to life with like robot enhancements? Is this accurate? So if you die, you SOL. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> but if you like lose a limb or something, then yeah. Like I, I um, the Army's research lab is here. Um, it's in Aberdeen, uh, Maryland. And they have everything from exoskeleton suits that'll make you stronger to help you unload stuff to um, like like all new hands and stuff that you don't see out on the street. Like I probably shouldn't be telling you this stuff because <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty cool. I'm like, what? Yeah, like and like it's funny because you say the only things you see about the military are um, the things you see in the media. It's literally my job to portray the military to people. Mm-hmm. So, like, when people have questions, like, I used to run the DOD's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that. And, like, you can see some of the things that people ask, like, the questions you ask now. Well, if I do this, and it's like, they're going to be a nuke at my front door, like, in the movie. <laughs> oh, no. I actually tweeted one of my friends on accident from the Facebook. And one of her friends was like, yo, why does the DOD follow you? Like, are you a spy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so do you guys, um, do y'all talk a lot of shit to each other? Like, I see that in almost every military movie. They're just talking shit to each other. Like, do y'all get to talk a lot of trash? Oh, yeah. You, yeah. we, you, if you don't, like, well, you know, for Memphis, like, we do a lot of checking and stuff. But, like, me, I'm sensitive, so I didn't grow up checking people because <laughs> I go, I get mad and hit below the belt. So, but I have developed a thicker skin where we talk shit to each other, but it's love. I can really say, like, in the Air Force, with my career field, like, it's a real camaraderie. It's really a family. So, it's just, like, we just be on each other to in the good or bad. But I don't, but I'll never talk shit to you know like demean people and make them just really feel like they not shit unless they ain't shit and I tell them <laughs> I told the people like I said listen how do you feel about your productivity at work some of my subordinates they're like I think it's good I said well listen if this was a civilian job y'all would be fired <laughs> like and they're like what I was, I'm just being honest y'all not working but. But yeah, you do talk shit. Maintenance really talks a lot of shit to each other. I'm happy I'm not maintenance. I couldn't take it. <laughs> That's not Air Force. In the Navy, if you ain't talking shit, then you don't care about each other. Yeah. <laughs> like it's plain and simple. Like if I if I ignore you all the time or whatever, like even if you're doing a bad job, let's say you just work, I don't like you. Like mm-hmm. but for us, like, I don't know. It's I feel like it's on a different level. And then like I'm here in a joint environment. And they be telling, they telling me to tone it down. I'm like, yo, I literally work on a ship. Like, no. Like, I was not made for this office life. Like, these jokes gonna fly. <laughs> Are you at Fort Meade? Yep. With public affairs and stuff? Yep. Oh, cool. That's a cool career field. It's, it's all right. I, I, like, I tell people, because, like, 
in the Navy, basically, like, your personality usually is your job. My personality does not fit my job. Because, like, I tell people, like, yo, I'm not an MC. I just happen to have his job. Like, I tell you, I am not like these other folks. They play Dungeons and Dragons and Magic. (laughs) Who's trying to who? You know, (laughs) somebody from the South, and they'll understand me. I'm like, yes, oh, my God. But, you know, and, like, they'll have to tell them, like, yo, that's just how Bill is. Like, like you can't get upset at how he acted and everything. Like, he's not being fake to y'all. Like, do you ever question if he upset at you or not? Like, no, because you know off rip. He's going to tell you, like, from from the jump, like, yo, you, you working my last day. Yeah. That's good to work around those type of people, though. So do you guys feel like the military is accurately represented? Um, when you see, like, the media and when you see movies and whatnot, do you feel like it's a fair portrayal? No. <laughs> not at all. Nope. Like, <laughs> yo, perfect example. Um, Battleship with Rihanna, right? Yeah, yeah, I saw that. The hero of the movie. Um, who was the lead character in that? I, I can't. The white, the lieutenant. Well, either way, he was the lieutenant, right? Yeah. That's an O three. That is like one of the bottom tier officers, and. He's like running things, like he's the hot shot. I was like, "Yo, no, that is not what <laughs> That's not no. I'm like a lieutenant to me. I'm, dude. If I'm an E six or E seven, I'm telling you what to do. Yeah. Like it, it don't work like that. Like the chief, that the big uh, Samoan dude or whatever, like that was helping them out. He wouldn't be talking to them like that. Like Rihanna wouldn't be running around as freely as he was. <laughs> and it's crazy though because like when they make those movies we actually have a job where we go on the set and they consult with us mm-hmm. our only job is to make sure that they don't like put the ranks wrong or they're not deleting indoors things like that but as far as the storyline we don't mess with that Hmm. That's pretty cool. I got another example of it um, not being accurately portrayed. In Transformers, Tyrese was like an E6. And I guess when they killed all the people or whatever, he became an E9. They promoted <laughs> him up to E9, like, which is the highest enlisted rank. Like, you, I mean, you, you can get promoted by doing some courageous acts, but ain't nobody becoming a chief overnight. Just just like that. Oh, and then since you bring that up, because you said he did all those heroic acts, they make it seem like everybody in the military is a badass. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I hated hated flying. I had to fly with my uniform on one time. I was like, I hope nothing happens on this plane because everybody's going to look to me. To be the hero, and I'm just it's, trying to fly home. Like <laughs> it's like, oh, it, it's crazy. And then you see the big hero welcomes and stuff. I'm like, yo, <laughs> we do not walk proudly and wave and do like we try to tuck. We like, yo, I do not need this attention right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like we we try to lay low so much because nine times out of ten we're doing something wrong that we're not supposed to be doing. <laughs> Attention. Like, half those people you see on the plane in their uniform are not supposed to be wearing their uniform. Right. Wait, why Why are they not supposed to be wearing their uniform? Navy can't travel in those. Wait, that's... 
Huh. I had no yeah. idea. Maybe. Yeah, you're only supposed to wear it certain times. Hmm. Yep. I learned something today. All right. Oh, yeah. It's a bunch of times. Like, um, any camouflage uniform you see, those are our working uniforms. So if we're not at work, we're not supposed to be wearing them. Oh, okay. Okay. Like, if you need to get gas on the way home from work or, you know, like, stop and do something like that, that's cool. But then, you know, they was killing military people or, like, shooting military people at Walmart. So, yeah. for me, especially when I moved back to the States, I was like, I'm not trying to be out here in a uniform, you know, just bringing extra attention to myself. Yep. Yeah, that's, uh, that's interesting. I had no idea about that. But yeah, the media, like, it, it's funny, like, people's perception of the military is way different. It's, it's kind of one of those things where you'll never understand until you actually raise your right hand to join yeah. what it's like. Yeah, well, um, I think that about wraps it up. I appreciate you guys coming on. Thank you for your time. Uh, thank you for your service. And thank you all for listening. I'll catch y'all next time. Some folk that died and me gon' praise me